Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, a show where we get tips and tricks from experts on how you can land your next job. Today's topic is career prep, choosing the right major, and we'll be talking with expert Kathy Bundello, Director of Academic Advising at Alverno College, about how college students can prepare for their career by choosing the right major. Now, before we explore today's topic, why don't you describe your experience related to this topic as well as your role at Alverno College, Kathy? Sure. My role at Alverno College is, as you mentioned, the Director of Academic Advising, Mm -hmm. and I've been in this current position for the last 13 years. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I was an academic advisor for five years, and prior to that, I was in graduate school. I have a master's degree in educational psychology and a focus in secondary ed guidance and counseling. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I worked in the field of social services, working with adolescents, and have an undergraduate degree in psychology. Wow. So you have a lot of experience with dealing um, with different ages of people and kind of how to, you know, advise students at this stage of their life because it's a very, I think, sensitive time for them to be choosing everything and making all those decisions. It is. I I would agree with that. There um, is a lot of information in psychology in terms of theories of personality and, and development in terms of decision-making that all really play into making these decisions at this time. Mm-hmm. So let's just dive right into it today. So how can students prep for choosing the right major for them? Well, my recommendation for students choosing the right major is to remember that it is a process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes students want that real quick answer, I want to make a decision today. Right. And I understand that. And that that is a good focus to have, but they really want to approach it as a process. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they really want to open themselves up and explore options. And that option exploration hopefully has started earlier than college. In high school, they begin to get a sense of what courses are interesting to them and um, what they like to do, what their interests are. And then from there, really in college, I see that as a process of narrowing their focus. Okay. And then a process of eventually confirming their choice. So they might select a major very early on. They might come into college declared, which is absolutely fine, but the same steps apply. They still want to explore options then within that major or field. They want to begin to narrow their focus, and we'll talk later about how they can do that, and then confirm their choice. Um, Those are all important steps to the process. So is this process any different for mature or non-traditional students? It can be. Um, In my experience, students that have experience in the world of work, particularly in in a professional or quasi-professional capacity, Mm -hmm. sometimes they're much more focused and they have a very clear understanding of the kind of work environment they're looking for. Okay. And that can also play um, pretty heavily into the kind of decision they'll make about their career path. Um, So sometimes they have just more practical information. Um, What I've found with traditional age students Uh, Very often, they might have an idea of a major and even a job, let's say, Mm -hmm. although I try to stay away from job. We really want to explore career field um, because oftentimes we don't know what that exact job will be, um, but we know the career field that they're going to go into. And so really kind of staying with that career field and exploring the options within that meaning that there can be very different work environments for any single career field. Mm -hmm. Uh, That might mean you work with others in a a team of people. That might mean you work very solitaire and alone. 
solitary and alone. But really, I find traditional students haven't considered as often the kind of work environment they want to be in. Okay. So you talked about exploring your options. Um, Do you have any tips or suggestions for students for like getting out there and exploring their options? Like how can they do that? Absolutely. Um, Very oftentimes that is essentially what the foundation of a bachelor's degree is about. And so really students engaging in that process and also helping them understand that that is part of the focus of a bachelor's degree. And so we want them to try out and experience courses that are required of them because we do want it to contribute toward their goal of graduating and graduating as soon as is possible. So for many students, that's a four-year time frame. Mm-hmm. But exploring the options, uh, oftentimes students will stay with what they know or they'll take a course just for the time of it. You know, oh, I don't want to have a really early course. I'd rather take this at a later time, but really exploring those options fully. And also the second piece in college particularly is getting involved. There are so many opportunities in college to be involved in student groups and student organizations. And those kinds of things also help students refine their career focus. So oftentimes those things uh, can be organizations that might be connected to a major But they can also be organizations that build leadership or they build a particular skill that down the line could be very beneficial uh, on a resume or to a particular future employer. Mm -hmm. Now, are there any kind of assessment tests or anything available that a student could take to kind of help them narrow their path if they really just come into college and they have not a clue what they want to do? Yeah, there actually are many uh, different kinds of assessment tests that are out there. For example, at Alverno College, we actually have a career development course uh, that's taught here. And I recommend students, if they have an opportunity in their college experience, um, to take a course that allows them to do some of these kinds of assessments. One of the tools that's used pretty heavily here at Alverno, but also in other institutions, is something called the Strong Interest Inventory. Okay. And it's based on interests, but it's ultimately a very reliable tool about career interests. Mm-hmm. and high level of satisfaction in a career. And that produces information for students that gives them fields that they can consider and look at based on their level of interest and how that fits with highly satisfied individuals in that career field. So that's one tool. There's also a program called Discover, which also does a lot of this kind of same kind of assessment-based information on career fields. And oftentimes, most college campuses have a career education center or a career development department. I really encourage students to seek out and utilize the resources, if not a class or both, of those kinds of services. So do you find it beneficial for students who even kind of have an idea to take those to kind of just cement that idea for them that that's really what they can consider themselves doing for a long period of time? Absolutely. In fact, I think it can be even more helpful sometimes for students who already have an idea because they've already narrowed their focus. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes what a tool like this will do is it'll expose students to all of the career options within a particular field, which, again, going back to that idea of traditional students, they don't always have a sense of all of the options within a particular career field. Mm -hmm. And very often, in fact, at Alverno, I, I actually teach this course, so what I've found over the years is that students have an idea of a particular field, for example, let's say business, which is very, very broad, but then underneath there, they haven't considered all the other areas uh, that could be options for them. And very oftentimes, they haven't 
even been made aware. Their knowledge of career fields that are available to them is fairly limited. And so, again, a course like this can really open that up and give them a good sense of that. So we've talked a lot about you know, having a career in mind when you're looking at a college major now. What can students do to ensure that there will actually be a job available when they graduate in that career path four years down the road? Well, that's a very good question. And there are a number of key experiences, I think, uh, that can help students ensure that. Mm -hmm. First of all, I would, again, encourage students to be involved on campus and build their experience. So one of the best ways to build experience, again, can be through student groups that are connected to majors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oftentimes, those provide an opportunity to network. They provide the kinds of experiences that are very difficult to get if you're not out in the working world. Okay. And so that can be one very good way. The second way, and probably uh, one of the most important ways, is to do an internship, if not two internships, if that's a possibility for students. Um, I highly recommend getting some relevant experience in an internship while you're an undergraduate. Some of those can be paid. Some are unpaid. Um, Some can be done during the school year. Some can be done in summers. Some are short and intensive experiences. But having an internship in the field really gives students an advantage when they are going to seek that job after college. So that would be the second thing. The third thing I would really recommend is networking and how can they network with individuals that currently work in that field. So there are many ways to do that. One could be to potentially join a professional organization where they have a student membership. Mm -hmm. And that gives you access and entree to interact and network with individuals working in that field. Also, professional organizations very often hold conferences, whether those are nationally or regionally. And again, if a student has a membership and is able to attend Something like that can be a huge benefit in terms of ensuring the kind of experience, networking, and connections that really do typically lead to jobs. The other untapped resource I've found for students in terms of ensuring that is to check with their local college, see if there's any alumni groups, alumni or alumni groups that are connected to the field that they're interested in, that have meetings or being in touch with an alum who's in the field, maybe shadowing that person for a day at their place of employment, seeing what opportunities they can utilize right at their own institution to connect to that field. And those are many ways that students have found jobs that potentially they received those offers or heard about open positions based on the fact that they have networked with someone in that field. Okay, great. So there's a lot of options out there for college students as far as how to determine what major is the best for them. And then even going beyond that, how to determine if that career field or path within that major will be good for them after college with ensuring that there's actually a career there when they graduate. Correct. Correct. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. And I know that most colleges and universities require a major and a minor. So what are some tips for how to choose a minor that complements a student's chosen major? Well, that's a very good question. And a minor is really important. And I I really say that because the minor is really the area where a student can have just that extra something that really either ensures that they're supporting their major or provides a skill that is a combination that really makes them a powerful candidate for a particular job or career. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is the best way to choose a minor is really by your interest. For example, if I have a student that is uh, majoring in nursing, as an example, we might talk uh, about what areas is she really interested in? 
What kinds of things does she like to do? What are her hobbies, values, et cetera? Um, what does she do when she's not in school? That sort of thing. And really finding that thing that she's passionate about, whether or not she sees the direct connection to the major at that time. And the reason I say that is that provides another level of broadening her perspective in a particular area that really can be beneficial. Um, an example I can give you, had a student that was very interested in art, okay. and but wasn't seeing the connection to nursing and how would that fit? Mm-hmm. Well, we talked through that. She decided, I love art. I want to pursue this in college a little bit. So I'm going to do that as my minor. Years later, uh, many years later, she went to work as a nurse at Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and found that she was utilizing her art skills with some of the families and patients and children and siblings that were there, talking a little bit about art, her experience with that, how that can be therapeutic, how that can be helpful, et cetera. And people then used to go to her to ask her if she could organize a, an activity, that sort of thing, for, for some of the patients that were there. So um, certainly we just don't always know the ways in which those fields will connect, mm-hmm. um, but really picking that minor based on your passion or your interest in something. I know I have students that are natural teachers, and oftentimes something like adult education as a supporter minor can be a really powerful tool to have along with that major because maybe you're going to be the person in the management position that's going to be training other employees. Maybe you're going to oversee uh, interns. So having some experience in a particular field where you're training and teaching can be really valuable. But really, I encourage students to choose that minor based on their passion and their interest. Okay. Now, would that be the same for double majoring? I know that's becoming more popular to do a double major. Now, are there any benefits to going that route rather than having a major and a minor? Well, again, that's a very individual question. Um, There can be, and then sometimes there may not be. So in other words, if a student is very interested in pursuing two areas of study and really delving into those disciplines, Mm -hmm. then I think double majoring can make a lot of sense. I also would want to, at the same time, talk with a student to say, what are their long-term goals? Sometimes students understand that they're interested in going on to graduate school. Okay. And if that's the case, they are going to specialize in graduate school um, and narrow their focus even more. And if by double majoring, it's going to take them any longer to complete their bachelor's degree, because sometimes that can be the downside of double majoring. It can mean that your undergraduate degree can't be completed in four years. Sometimes it can be, but sometimes it can't be because a double major tends to be a much bigger average number of credits that would be needed or potentially some summers might be needed if somebody wanted to stay on a four-year path. Mm -hmm. So really taking all of that into account to determine whether or not double majoring makes sense really has to be factored for each individual student. I think for the student that can do it in four years has a really specific interest in two disciplines or two fields of study. Uh, and is really up for that additional challenge in some ways, because that is a, a bigger program, generally speaking, then yes, that, that can make some sense. And I've also heard about students that change their majors several times throughout college. Now, are there any benefits or drawbacks to doing this? And could that affect their ability to start their career after college? Well, the way I would answer that is it could affect their ability to start their career after college if it takes them longer to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, And they haven't had an opportunity uh, to really have as many experiences in that particular field or to do an internship in a particular field, then it is possible that that can have some impact. 
But generally, I would say, no, I, I don't see that having an impact. If the student's changed multiple times, sometimes that may just mean that she really is exploring all options and really has just finally settled absolutely on the area that's right for her. Um, and so there can be an upside to that, that, you know, that can suggest that somebody really has been exploring and trying to figure out what is the best path for them. So I don't think that there's a downside in terms of them having multiple majors before they graduate. I, I don't see the downside necessarily other than the time to graduation. What do you advise in regards to this question? And I know you touched on this briefly a little bit before when you were talking about minors. Should a person choose a major that is in line with their, you know, their passion or should they be more analytical in their approach as far as like thinking, okay, this is what's going to make me the most money after I graduate and this is what's going to have the most career longevity? I really recommend it's both. Okay. But I will put passion above analytic ability. And what I mean by that is very often students will choose majors for the reasons you describe. For example, uh, I know that there's a lot of jobs in that particular field or jobs are always available. So I'm going to choose that. But that is not where my skill is. That's not where my interest is. That's not the kind of work I would value every day. Mm-hmm. What I find is very quickly it becomes apparent that that is not going to work long term. And ultimately, that change occurs at some point, whether it's while you're an undergrad or after the first couple years in that particular field. So that would not be the primary decision making basis for choosing a major. So I always advise students, if we want to talk about that as following their passion, yes, that's what you want to do. But it's really following what your interests are and your skills and what you value. When you put those things together and then take an analytic approach to, okay, where are their career fields that match with my interests, my skills, and my values? What opportunities for careers can I find? What does that mean either geographically in this area or do I need to broaden my scope? Am I going to consider jobs in other places? Would I be willing to move after graduation to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. So those are all things to consider. But I do think you need both. But certainly, uh, you really have to start with, uh, if you want to use the term passion, I think that's a good term. It really um, suggests that you're following a field that you feel very strongly about. And then, again, underneath that, it's an analytic approach to then, how do I make that my career? So have you ever had to outright tell a student to choose a different major because they were just choosing what wasn't right for them? Like, you know, a student who wants to be a nurse because there's a lot of job availability and it pays well, but they got low grades in science in high school. Well, I will answer that. The short answer is no, meaning that I don't tell students what to do. What I will tell them is let's look at all the information here. I see that you've had low grades in science. I see you've had low grades in math. Nursing is a math and a science-based field. Let's talk about that. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And it ultimately becomes the student's decision. Um, Again, college students are adults. Uh, They have to make the decision that's right for them. My role is to help them in that decision-making process, to support it. I might share with them that I'm really concerned about that choice for the following reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, ultimately, that, that is the student's choice. So I would not tell a student, no, you can't major in that unless there was a policy for entry to that major that didn't 
you know, allow them to do that. Mm -hmm. But no, uh, that really has to be uh, the student's choice. But I'm very clear in my communication to students and, and most advisors are too, in terms of considering what we see for them when we see there might be difficulty because of their either skills or their experience or their previous grades in a particular area. Okay, so you just kind of lay it all out on the table for them and let them know that, hey, you can do this, but it might just be a little bit more difficult because it's not where your strong, you know, skills lie. Absolutely. Uh, you know, an example of this sometimes is we, we have um, many students that are interested in medical school, as an example. And so very oftentimes they don't have the level of academic achievement that's mm-hmm. going to allow them to get into medical school, generally speaking. Um, it's, a, it's a very high level of academic achievement, meaning a high grade point average, a high GPA, that kind of thing. Um, and this is true uh, across the country at many, many graduate schools or medical schools. And so we wouldn't tell a student, you can't do that, mm-hmm. but we're going to share with them this is what it looks like to get into medical school. This is the kind of academic preparedness you're going to need. You need to be aware that you're not at that level. But that doesn't mean you can't pursue this, but it's going to be very difficult. So we try to be very clear with students, and then they have to make that ultimate choice. All right. So in relation to the subject as a whole, as far as like choosing the right major for kind of preparing them for a career after college, are there any tips or suggestions that you can give to, you know, college students and recent grads to really help themselves in the long run with landing that job after college? Absolutely. There's um, a few things I would recommend. I I touched on a lot of these earlier, and they had to do with getting involved on campus and Mm -hmm. really taking advantage of opportunities. I would also say at the beginning, begin to get to know their professors and their faculty particularly in their discipline or in their major, but also outside of that. And the reason for that is there are very many faculty in the field that they're going into that are connected outside of their institution that might think of them when an internship comes up or even a job comes up. And so I know many students have been referred to positions based on a recommendation from a faculty member uh, who is connected outside of the institution in their field. And the single best other piece of advice I would have, again, would be to utilize networking opportunities, attend job fairs, attend career fairs, get to know the recruiters that come on campus, talk with them, learn about the opportunities at the particular organization. There might not be one in that field at the time that they're there, but they might remember that individual and down the line might stay connected. LinkedIn is an excellent resource um, for staying connected and networking, and I recommend that for students. All right, everyone, that's it today on Job Search Guide. Thank you for joining us and sharing your expert advice, Kathy. To find more employment-related shows, head over to algianradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, email me at algianradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm Katie Chesney with Algian Radio, and I'll see you next time.